Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dappa Devil production, see? Welcome back to another episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. I'm really like losing my ability to clap. It's fine. Um, I'm Karina Stokes. I'm Ian Brodsky. And we are back again today to talk to you, the listeners, about season three, episode two of Glee, uh, titled I Am Unicorn, and it originally aired September 27th. 2011 it had it has just been my birthday last week it was just my birthday it was about to be my birthday and now it's just my birthday so we these glee episodes did not air on ian's birthday right rude um anywho this is an episode this is an episode this is an episode so i'm not entirely sure how i feel about this episode as a whole i'm gonna be honest same it is not i think my fave Definitely not, because there's a lot that comes up here that I'm like, oh, really now? Mm-hmm. Since when? Yeah, I I have some, I had a lot of weird feelings about this one. Um, uh, I mean. But I liked it less than I liked the premiere, which in the premiere was fucking weird as hell and had some big problematic elements in it. Right. So. And so that this is below that, yikes. Um, yeah. But we open on Kurt's locker. Brittany uh, volunteers to be his campaign manager. Cool. Um, she has this whole ex- it like she she explains it to him that she wants to do it because he's a unicorn, and what she means by that is like he is magical and special, and as much as you can be as a high school boy, that he's. I guess what she, the point she's trying to make is you are like special because you're willing to very much be out and be yourself in right. the torment that is high school. She explains that a unicorn is just a pony who does a good deed. They become a unicorn. And then they poop is... cotton candy until they forget they're magical, and then they become a zebra. Yes. I will say, this is like a metaphor for what they did to Kurt's character of just like a, a character who continually just did martyred and like good deeds until he's suddenly the the magical, magical gay high schooler. That's... And you're like, you know... You're not wrong. Yeah, that's... He did just do good deeds until yeah, he grew up on it, and now he's a unicorn. Wow. Um, Dang. Um, so, Brittany is like, so you should be student council president? Kurt's right. like, why wouldn't you run yourself? Why do you want to help me? And she goes, oh, I'm not smart enough. And we smash cut to her in class, where um, the teacher says, what's the capital of Ohio? And she raises her hand and goes, oh. <laughs> Which wrong but so fucking funny so, so i laughed hard so and then i was clever. like this is the season of britney s pierce like truly. Yes. 
And then her teacher says, do you even know who the president is? And she goes, Will I Will Am. I, am. <laughs> I haven't thought about Will I Am in years. Oh my god. I, I think about him more than I probably should. More than you ought to. More than I ought to. Um, and I think it's because every so often he like gives us like a, a an apple jump scare in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> he just shows up. and He like, just oh. kind of shows up and you're like, ugh. Um, Let you get in. Let right. you in. Right. Cut to the Glee Club. Um... It turns out that uh, Vocal Adrenaline has fired Dustin Goolsby. Because they lost at Nationals. Right. They, they came in second come place. In second place. Who do you think beat them? I think it was... I made up this version of a world where... Um, oh, what's that actor's name who played the lead guy in... Um, not the... Adam Devine from the Pitch Perfect Troublemakers. Mm-hmm. It was his high school that, that beat and that beat the vocal adrenaline. Then he went on to be part of the troublemakers shortly. I mean after. I'm about to smash some worlds up here, but I think it's either that or Skylar Aston's theoretical right. high school. But right. I know he comes into Glee later on, so He does. I'm, I'm holding on. Well, I guess his actual Glee Club could have beaten Vocal Adrenaline this one. Oh he's in a, he's in an opposing Glee Club. Yeah. Okay. So. Maybe that. So maybe um, that is it. It is. It's. It's always pitch perfect. It's always pitch perfect, um, as it should be. But I did. I'm just re- realizing now that we never learned until just now that vocal adrenaline only came in second. No, because it didn't matter before because we didn't care about them. Right. At that point, um, um, this is also the year we have to reckon with Glee doing an actual musical because like, it, they teased having it in the first season, but then it got canceled because it was just a plot point to get Rachel out of Glee Club. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened with their second season musical, and we don't need to revisit it. <laughs> but Will's, like, it's it annoyed me because Will was like, I can't direct the musical this year. I'm like, yeah, that's not really been something you typically do. Right. So that's not, okay. Like, I mean, he This was, isn't, he like, did, a thing. He did do Rocky Horror. He did, but he did Rocky Horror over the course of, like, a week. Right. And he only did it to get back at John Stamos. So it's hardly like, there's not a precedent set. Right. Because now, West Side Story is going to take up at least three episodes. Oh, God. Um, Here's the it, thing with high schools doing West Side Story. Yes. That show is it. a fucking Goliath. Yeah. Like, that is not just... I'm so surprised that that is just in the pool of musicals high schools do. Yeah. Because they want a kind of edgy, fun operatic romeo and juliet yeah because you said previous episode uh, your high school did west side story yes they did it a few years after i graduated Mm -hmm. um i might even been out of college at that point um but like i the the girl who played maria her last name was lipstein well she was not she was not any sort of latin x no as far Um, as i know i could be wrong Zach's but, High School also did West Side Story. It's, like, a true staple of a high school production, and I yeah. agree. I don't know why. Like, you can get into, like, Grease has a weird message, and um, Guys and Dolls is, um, like, that's about glorifying gambling or whatever. And, like, a lot oh, of musicals are problematic. Points. Yeah. And, but, like, West Side what is, Story. Like, the best, what is the best musical for a high school to do? Fiddler on the Roof. You need a lot of Jews for that. But, like, you don't need a lot of, like capital j <laughs> you're right Jews. that's true like because i mean that's a whole other podcast and discussion of like like saying like right Jude, judaism doesn't have one look anybody can exactly. really be jewish and like yes you they can counter argue they're in russian they're clearly russian ashkenazi jews whatever whatever like there is not one jewish type and 
it's the music is easy enough to learn the costumes yeah. are super cheap um yeah. hello dolly's another good high school musical and i'm not saying that just because i've done it nazis aside school... so was sound of music like yeah, i knock my high school good... musicals a lot but like they they chose some solid choices bye bye birdie even though bye bye birdie is like i've seen a great high school production of bye bye birdie frankly like yeah. it was done by a performing arts high school so the bar was slightly higher but it was really sure. good we talked before about like my high school's weird choices um mm-hmm. with the aforementioned Aida. we did merrily um oh yeah cats. um but the year before I got there, they did Urine Town, mm. um, which I think was actually a very well received production. That's and because like Urine Town, you can do like it's got a good, it's like got a pretty good amount of different casts. Yeah, it's, it's like, not too complex of a set. Like, and it's great for like that high school age where like it's smart mm-hmm. jokes, but smart enough for like exactly. them for for like them to feel like they're doing something cool and that they're in on it. They're edgy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Susical the Musical is also another great... It's a big show, but, like, it's it's a fun one. You it's need a big, a big show, show for a high school production, though, because you want to be able to right. include as many people as possible. Right. Um, we also did Frog and Toad, like, the musical one year. We did it the year after we did Merrily, probably, because mm-hmm. everyone was like, why? We need to come back from Merrily, because everyone watched it and was like, this is good, but I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and they're like, quick, do Frog and Toad, everyone <laughs> will know what's happening. I know they also did Shrek. Look shrek's 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 underrated it is i mean the costumes for that one must have been hell to yeah. produce but even just the whole like transformation of fiona there's no way yeah. it was done well so yeah um, i don't know why everyone wants to fine we're doing west side story uh anyway so let's let's talk about will um introducing the idea that they need to have a booty camp for glee club i'm so mad that this is not the first time that we've heard this term either yeah. And I just blocked it out until, like, the fourth time they said it, and I was like, oh, yeah, they did this last season. I hate this because it's not something, like, if you're going to do this, you need to have it be something that you do with your whole Glee Club. I'm Thank sorry. You. He sent out, you. and, like, to verbally single out who is going, not only to be like, this is only for people who need it, and then to literally say out loud who that is. Yeah. Dude, you can't Dude. do that. But also, like, literally everyone except Mike and Brittany and maybe Santana and Tina could use it. it. Yes. Like, I'm looking at you, Rachel Bear. I haven't seen oh, any particularly good moves from you. Come on. There was a whole number where she did not do the same choreography as anyone else. Yeah. Truly, everybody. This needs, if Will Schuster, as we said in the last episode, is truly raising the stakes and the standards here. Everyone needs to be going into booty camp. Everyone needs to. Um, but you've just singled out like four people and it's very rude right hire whatever local gwyneth paltrow lookalike dance teacher right. owns this the 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 community dance center have an annoying little plot where you guys like kind of fall in love yeah. but like she's the one that's there to like step up this step their game up step everyone's game up Ugh, i can just i just picture the very like possible plot where like they do hire like a hot woman to teach them dance and will is dealing with his sexual repression from dating emma and it becomes a whole thing like of course naturally this is like we have mike doing being the one to uh help yeah help fine um but therefore beast and emma are going to direct west side story sure yeah um Um, beast has the throwaway line where she's like 
I'm here to make sure like everyone stays in line. We're not. We're gonna talk about both of her weird lines. The first is that she's like, I talked the football guys into playing the Jets, and I was just like, what? Horrible. How yeah. Does, what? That's not how this works. Right. Also, were you not here the last season where like you did one work? thriller number, and everyone was like, fuck no. I guess that was just like, here's how we're going to fill the background of the musical scenes when the time comes. It's all right. football players. They're there to play the Jets. All of them. Okay. <laughs> Not even to do the dancing, just to hang out on the set and look tough, It's basically unquote. just to fill the stage with boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. And then they're like, but how, what do you know about musical theater, Beast? And she's like, well, have you know I was in a production of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. I played I the, the Forum. forum. <laughs> I don't I know enough. Show. I don't know enough about a funny thing happened on the way to the forum to know if that is at all possible Man, in any here's staging. The thing. We just had that on last episode. She should have been on this one because she's done forum. That's I like the music from Forum. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Good son. That's a good high school show too. I saw a great yeah. high school production of that. I can um, see that. My only other note after this is God Rachel sucks, and I don't know what she did to make me think that, but I know it's true. Yeah. You're you're not wrong. Also, like well, I know what it is because Rachel was like when Will said he can't direct the show, mm-hmm. Rachel immediately goes like, well, Barbara was 40 when she directed herself in Yentl. Call that back to Yentl. Um, and then Brittany quickly goes, I hate you. Yep. Not yeah, because she was inseparable this whole scene. Because then also when Will was like, I I got to do this booty camp. And she's like, well, it's great that you're doing something for our special needs members. And then there's like a cut over to Artie being like, um... Um, yeah, she Oof. just sucks without this whole scene. She's inseparable to be around. And speaking of Artie, like, we learn here that, like, he likes to make little films, and his, his dream, dream is, is to, to be, be a director. A director? Okay. So, like, okay, like, fine. Just we can make up. We're, we can make up some plot now. Yeah. Yep. And good for Artie. He's in. Honestly, like, sure. uh, that's the kind of thing I would love to see more of. And yeah. maybe we will. I don't know. Um, More Artie. More Artie. Um, as, like, a nice guy directing, figuring out his directing style, what have you. Like, Fine. love it. Idina Menzel is back. God bless. Sure. She's now a part-time teacher at McKinley High School because she's here to start a, sh- a second show choir. Um, Specifically for Sugar Mata. Yes. Who is the... I don't think we ever said what her name was last episode. I think, her we, name's Sugar. I think we said it, like, once. Sugar Mata whose dad paid for the aforementioned purple pianos. Yes, her dad's rich, so she he pays money to Figgins to open up a glee club just for his daughter, who got rejected from Glee Club Prime. Right. This school cannot sustain two show choirs. No, they can barely sustain one. Right. And it's not about poaching the kids. It's about, like, I don't know. Arts. And then it's Will's about arts, like, I'm... proving Sue wrong. Will's like, I'm concerned about what your presence here will do to Rachel. And you're like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Like, at first I was like, this isn't your business. But as the episode goes on, I'm like, dude, maybe it was kind of irresponsible yeah. for Adina Menzel to come back to this school. She seems like she's creating more problems for everyone. Yeah. And, like, I don't love that, like, there's lingerings of a possible Will-Shelby pairing here. No. Don't need it. Don't need no. it. Cut to some, cut to some light bullying. Um, yep. That's actually pretty heavy bullying. Um, yep, your classic swirly, head in the classic toilet. Classic swirly. Demanding of the um, lunch money. It's yeah, very demanding of the lunch. by the book bullying, really. Yes. Um, it is the skanks, of course, who Yep. we loved last episode, but why you gotta do us so dirty this time, girls? Um, I know. 
the one, of course, it's the one black girl that's like, I'm a foster kid, so I'm used to stabbing people, and brandishes a knife, and it's like, what the fuck? None of she that had to happen. A knife. She brandishes a spork. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I guess there's less of a threat because it is a plastic spork. Sure. Um, doesn't make the line better, but it is no. a, a visually funnier gag. Right. Um, but um, they're just there to do some bullying so Sue can come in, kick them all out, and try to get Quinn in on her campaign. To use Quinn as an example of a girl whom, from whom which the arts took everything. Right. Um, I do love the, like, I love the line that she says, um, you've got no power over me because I have nothing left to lose. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> bars. I um, just think... This this whole Quinn plot, I just, I don't love it. I think they could have done better with The whole Quinn. Quinn plot came out of left fucking field. Yeah, and it doesn't really make sense. And so much of this, and like, we'll kind of get to it, but I'm just going to say it like up top now, that Quinn is clearly going through something. And right. no adult is like, are you okay? Right. None of these adults have clocked like, Hey, isn't it weird that this girl who is, like, gone from kind of, like, a, a star student, a very, like, heavily involved in activities, is now suddenly doing, like, dropped all of that? And no is, one like, is, chain like... chain smoking right? under the bleachers? No one's doing a wellness check on her to be like, hey, are you okay? Are you, go-? like... Do you Quinn need to talk to someone? And no one is offering into it in her. In fact, she just gets <laughs> fucking yelled at Even by the Emma. one adult. Yeah. It's yeah. so I uh, I'm not pleased with this this quid right. plot. I love her look. I support the right. look entirely, but I don't like what they did to her character, especially in this episode. Diana Agron is truly making chicken salad out of chicken shit this episode. Yeah, no one knew what to do with her, and it shows. Yeah, um, they did her dirty. Um, mm-hmm. and like it was funny that they mentioned her like her alto. Because she talks yeah. all, like about how she was given high soprano stuff on Glee all the time, and it's like yeah, and they talked about her alto last episode too. Rachel comes in and is like, "We need your yeah. alto," and I'm like, like, "I never would have guessed that that's what they were doing for her." Yeah, and like the Sue blame and Sue blames the Glee Club because they never appreciated her. Um, the con- <laughs> and uh, Quinn's condition is, you need to get us thrift store couches for underneath the bleachers because I can't stand after smoking all day. Yeah, it turns um, out when it you hurts smoke to stand. You can't stand. Cut to Britney's campaign idea, which is essentially like capital G gay stuff. Yep. Um, like swag bag of gay stuff. Like, yeah, it's truly like just a whole name for it, and I don't remember what yeah. it was, but it is very much like hammering. To... It's hammer. Let's put the hammer down on gay. It is gay. Right. Time. um and like her point is valid in that like 99 percent of the people in our school are freaks or closeted freaks and Mm -hmm. kurt is the leader that they need for everyone to truly be themselves great message horrible horrible delivery um honestly like really what we needed was a nice middle ground between kurt's too understated like looks like a weird vogue ad poster and britney's glitter explosion ad they need right. to meet, like, reach a happy medium, and they just couldn't get there in this scene. Right. And then, uh, enter Quinn and Puck with, to, uh, Shelby's office. Yeah, to be, like, confronted with, like, I think the point they're trying to make is Shelby gave up her own child at roughly the same age. Right. And regretted it. And so she's trying to avoid that with Puck and Quinn, but if that was the case, she probably shouldn't have moved 
far away initially. But also, she was the surrogate. Yeah, she was hired to do this. Wasn't she like was hired. Also, like, and kind of what I say, what I said before, like, not once between the end of season one and the no, not at all in season two was Quinn's baby ever really mentioned. No, like, like Quinn... outside of outside of her having had a baby. Quinn's but, like, the... feelings of like having abandoned her baby came very much out of nowhere and maybe right. that's possible i don't know it could be that that's what she was starting to grapple with but once again it, it really means like someone should have stepped in and like right noticed th- this and the solution doesn't feel quite right to be like i'm gonna move suddenly back to town and get a job where you go to school right and ta- like tease the idea that i want you to be part of my baby's life like, like i totally she- forgot that like Shelby took her, like, adopted her yes, baby. Yes, adopted like, her baby. It, it took me, like, it took me a while to remember that that was the conceit. It's just, it's a really complex plot, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. the nature of, like, adoption and giving up your baby and, like, what that means for feelings of, like, parenthood. That's a lot for Glee to try to tackle, and I don't think they were doing it successfully. No. No. It made me feel weird. I don't know. It's It wasn't earned. It wasn't justified. It was justified. not earned. It's the second episode we have just dove into, like, suddenly, like, Quinn is having having a mental breakdown because she gave up her baby a year ago. And you're like, oh. Right. I, that's a surprise to me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Cut to a Mike Chang dance sequence. We love that. Why is, every time they go up to booty camp, it has to start with weird slow-mo dancing of Will and Mike Chang. Oh, doing, I, forgot like, about, I forgot that Will was also part of it. Interpretive dance, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Just to remind Welcome. us that Matthew Morrison was in a boy band or something, yep. question mark. Um, that, you know, Will's still cool kids, fellow yeah. kids. Um, how cool he can dance with his yeah. high school students. Yeah, remember that time he sang Poison? Yeah. Um, start with the basics, which was like a grapevine, a jazz square, and like one other step thing. Step all change. A step all change. So that we can win at nationals. Cool. Okay. Um, this is just to get them grapevining so Kurt and Blaine can discuss how they are both auditioning for the role of Tony. Yes. Um, but Blaine, who reveals here that he's a junior, which was one of those ones that was definitely not clear uh, when we met Blaine because he right. really gives off older kid Upperclassman energy. Upperclassman vibe, we, yeah. When we meet him. I mean, we knew he was, yeah, like we knew he wasn't a senior last season no, because he wasn't means, like an elder statesman of the warblers but, but that means he was a sophomore like last season getting everything right. and it right. does feel like they aged him down arbitrarily i don't For know convenience yeah no i, agree I don't even you. know why they would but they did and that's fine and so he's like well i'm only a junior so it would make sense that you kurt a senior would get the role of tony and you're like okay we'll get to it we're gonna have some thoughts about yeah some things yeah enter shelby in rachel's private rehearsal rachel says in a very like nasty way like i almost had to go to therapy because of you and i was like you probably should have then probably should have and also we don't need to talk about therapy as though it's like a shame and a punishment that this situation would have led to you probably would have been great to talk to someone about this yeah to sort all of that shit out she would have been pro mental health counseling but i guess not sorry (sighs) yeah yeah, all over the fucking map here. Has um, Adina Mendel ever played Maria? I don't think so. I didn't bother to look it up. 
but no like definitely not professionally because um and of course i know way too much about her awesome. um and her career but like ren kind of like took her off and then she did the music thing that mm-hmm. kind of didn't go so well mm-hmm. so she did more broadway um right. then went back to music again but she never played maria okay um yeah That's which fair. good yeah. not great that shelby corcoran played maria 18, 18 times maybe all in ohio where there's perhaps slim pickings sure 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 um there is like right shelby's only way that she's able to talk to rachel is to discuss her vocal prowess um fine it's the okay my thoughts on this whole thing you should sing somewhere it's a, a more challenging song and mm-hmm. rachel's like no it's a more challenging song i shouldn't do it and i'm like since when are you afraid of a challenge since when right. has that ever been a deterrent so they try it they duet somewhere yeah leah michelle is no maria neither no. is rachel berry you can say those are arguably synonymous but, but the, the song the way they do it out of context is fine if you're doing it out of context it's not maria because maria is a legit soprano right Barbara is not fucking West Side Story. Like, nope. shut up. Like, to have two belters, like, just belting, belting. high, like, relatively high notes. It's, it's not, not working for you? It's not working for me because, like, my my suspension of disbelief only goes so far. If you <laughs> want her to, if you want Rachel Berry to audition for Maria, mm-hmm. have the plotline be like, well, you're a belter, Maria's a legit soprano, and have her be like, okay, well, I'm going to show you that I can be a legit soprano. Yeah. There's your plot. And they weren't going to do that because that's too technical about music and they're, that's right, not what yeah. it's about. Right. We um, have to go yeah. to Smash for that or whatever, but this, probably not. I've never seen Smash. This number did nothing for me. Same. It's just a, it's a Leah Michelle special with a dash of Idina on the side. Right. And you're like, man, it's also the first number of the episode. And I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, but this is also like. It's one thing for Shelby to get a job there, but if she seeks out Rachel, and I don't know, this is when I was like, maybe it was kind of a bad idea for her to come back right. and be in, like, a presence in everyone's lives again, because she did kind of cause a bunch of havoc last year, and she didn't even work yeah. there then. Right. Or two years ago, rather. <laughs> right, it's been a whole year. I know. Um, cut to Quinn's video, the, the, um... The, the arts are bad. The dare right. of arts, if you will. The arts ruined um, my life. Yeah. There's some joke smoking about smoking cornstarch. Smoking cornstarch. Corn it's very funny. But it's through, like, a bubble pipe. Like, it's like a yeah. pipe grandpa. Like, she pulls cornstarch in, a, like, a pipe a grandpa uses out of her right. locker. Which means no one understood the assignment. No. Um, then, like, she goes to give Shu a piece of her mind, and Shu just fully fights back. Will um, just... Okay, this is when I was like, this is a little too far. Because... Mm-hmm. This is Will fully airing all of his grievances, like, like, this is a student who, once again, if you cared, which you always claim to care because Glee is a family, like, went off the map during the summer and then came back with, like, a giant image change and attitude change, and no part of you was like, huh, maybe I should check on that. No, he just Mm -hmm. yells at her, he reams into her, and I was like, this is rough. He's like, you're just ungrateful, you've never done, like, you're selfish and ungrateful. That's just, like, a lot of things to say at a student when you are the teacher and the adult in this situation, and she is a student and the child. And I think all it needed was, like, two sentences of, this is not you, 
like what like what's, what's wrong going talk on to me yeah no one has asked quinn what's going on and that's that's an excellent point because here i'm sitting thinking like yeah drag her um she's which is not, wrong but because she's a child right clearly going through some shit and will is always on his like high horse about like being there for his kids correct yeah like vin diesel says they're a family this is not the appropriate response vin diesel right no <laughs> and also sue's standing in the room with a camera you can't like figure out from context clues that maybe something else is happening right oh, yeah whatever rub me the wrong way i don't like justice yeah. for quinn justice frankly, for quinn this. truly but like one point for continuity and like recalling their own plot lines yes they do like, remember yeah. their plot lines um <laughs> also some character assassination from quinn because they were like, Mercedes let you live with her, and you didn't even say thank you. I'm like, she didn't? She. I feel like she did. I feel like she did, but... I mean, we can go back to that granola bar scene. And if they haven't actually... If she didn't say, like, thank you out loud on screen, it doesn't feel likely that she would have never once... There was absolutely, like... A, there was absolutely gratitude within yeah, that beat. Yeah! But, like, okay. It wasn't It wasn't completely for naught. Um, no. Ending with Becky saying, that was really sexy. Yikes yikes and um, then to continue the train of inappropriate comments and student teacher uh, relationships Jesus. we have unlocked a new set which is adidas menzel's apartment and <laughs> a new set unlocked like a fucking yes. video game and who should show up there besides the very inappropriate person puck oh my god this is like meta inappropriate it's yeah <sighs> we don't need I to don't, go like, into that but this is weird too Puck should not show up unannounced to a teacher's apartment. Right. Especially because he has law. Him in. Like he especially because he knows where she lives because he has friends in law enforcement. Yes. Yikes. Mm. Like, um, this whole scene is almost too weird for me to sort of wrap my head around. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Like I almost 100%. can't unpack it. I'm just like Puck wants to be part of his daughter's life. So he tries to accomplish this by showing up and trying to be like play dad, basically. At right. The, the, like, okay, he drew her yeah. picture. It's, it's it's. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like if you it's are off. going to, it is. It's really off, and I don't know what the right approach would be to right. like make this a situation where everyone is comfortable and happy. But it doesn't feel like it's this. Again, it's not earned. It's not earned. Even though we have, like, Puck kind of softening up towards the end of season two, not to the extent, and I think just because the Adina Menzel and the baby of it all came out of left field. Literally like, out of nowhere, yeah. No, yeah, nothing has prompted any sort of character arc between, yeah, we're, we lost Nationals, and now I want to be a dad. Right, now I want to be a responsible adult to the right. daughter I gave up a year ago. Yeah, I did peep the uh, 2007 A Chorus Line Revival poster in the back yeah. of uh, Good. <laughs> Shelby's apartment. Love that. Check plus for me. So I don't even know what like how to begin about this, so I'll, we'll just say the vibes were weird. Vibes off. Yes. Um, cut to auditions. Um, Where we discovered the auditorium is apparently not accessible for Artie because he is getting carried in by bees to sit at that chair. Which was, like, a cute moment, but I feel like we've had that discussion before. It's, yeah. It's also odd. Yeah. Um, and this is Kurt's audition song. Like, yes. in the middle of, like, Rachel Berry, Adina Menzel singing song. Like, that cuts to, like, that being her audition, what have you. Yeah. Um, so this is 
Kurt singing a Barbara Streisand song on The Greatest Star. Mm-hmm. Joke that he he got permission from he, Rachel herself to do it. Yep. Beast makes um, a comment like, isn't that a girl song? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he did have custom again. scaffolding built to do this audition. Sure. Which is a lot. But it's okay. Lot. But so was having an entire fucking band. Yes. If not orchestra for your auditions. Which I guess Rachel did too. Because they're just standing yeah. there the whole time. Yep. Fine. Um. So... What did you think of this song? I don't know. It feels like a weird audition song because it's so much, like, like jokey and talk-heavy. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, he's clearly talented. You can't watch this number. and You, you can see that Kurt slash Chris Colfer is talented. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is a good showcase for proving that you'd be good at the role of Tony, but I haven't seen West Side Story in a while, so maybe it is. No, I um, mean, like, here's... You're you're right though. Yeah. Um, as someone who has just seen the movie three months ago, um, mm-hmm. he had a great audition piece, but like not for Tony. What? Not for what he was auditioning for. I don't know what this would be an appropriate audition for. Here's the thing though. In that, I could kind of see him as a riff. Interesting. Like I even though riff it. is like the is even more like hyper masculine something about the way he went about like the something about the way he navigated the stage his physicality his physicality also like mike feist who played riff in the movie was mm-hmm. a fucking genius and yeah. be also kind of like a similar frame like a scrappy um, kind of yeah riff. and like and i know like we're really diving into things that glee is not going to get into but like if you want Artie to be directing Mm-hmm. Have the moment where Artie's like, okay, that was very flashy. Yeah. But if you're looking to read for one of these roles, we need to see you get angry. Yeah. And have that, and have that like moment between like two dudes who respect each other in high school of like putting yeah. character together. I don't know. Um, um, I will say at the end, he just fuck a guy walks down the stage and suddenly Kurt is spinning Ninja Turtle weapons. Yep. Like yep. I don't know what they're called. Size. They're Hilarious. called size. That's what Zach called them. Okay. It's whatever the one Michelangelo uses. Yeah, he comes out with his Ninja Turtle weapons and just starts fucking spinning them like wild. For what? Right. I don't know. For maybe what? that was maybe that was him being like, All right, I need to show them I am manly, like straight roll. Here's my right. weapons spinning like the Ninja Turtles, the manliest men. I don't know. For what? It was it was weird as fuck. I don't know why he was doing it. We never <laughs> see that come back as a talent that Kurt has, but mm-hmm. go off, Michelangelo. Okay. Love in the alternative universe where the Glee guys are the Ninja Turtles. Um, Ninja Turtles the musical. Yeah, do that. That must Glee exist. Club. Surely it, it's that gotta. An unauthorized Ninja Turtles musical. It's gotta. Yeah. Um, cut to Puck <laughs> meeting Quinn in the girls' bathroom because the stalls are cleaner here. Sure. And being like, we need like we need to be there for our kid. Beth looks like the old you. Like, sure. Okay. <laughs> this okay. is like this whole plot was just weird and, and yeah. kind of uncomfy. I'm like that's really it for that scene. That's it. We just need to know that Puck is trying to get Quinn back to her old self because he got there... to spend time with with Beth, their daughter, and right. he feels like Quinn should too. I guess. And then we have like these this weird, weird, weird post casting discussion, which not, yeah. apparently not everyone has auditioned, even auditioned yet. So um, they're just having it, like so Kurt can overhear them talking about him. But right, 
we start off with um, just a firecracker of a line talking about Rachel as Maria, where B says, well, she's Jewish, which I think helps with the whole Puerto Rican thing. It hey. does not. <laughs> and then it fucking doesn't. Emma fires back with, "Well, I think Mercedes has the best point, which best voice, which means Mercedes has auditioned, and we are not going to see it." Um, right. That was my next question. And then Beast was like, "Great, she's also she's black, so that's also a great thing for Maria, as long as it's a not white Maria." And you're like, "Ha!" Ah. Oh. <laughs> you were so close. You um, just saying the soft thing loud, huh? Yeah. Well, we have to cast um, someone ethnic as Maria or else it'll be really problematic. Right. And then they just basically go on to talk about how Kurt's a very good singer, but he seems too gay to be Tony. Yeah. And there's all these, like, pans and cuts back and forth to him, like, eavesdropping on them from, like, crouched next outside to the window outside. the window, yeah, of Emma's like, office. Like, reacting to them being like, Nah, he, he's too much of a lady. He's too delicate. Too and delicate. Artie's like, yeah, I'm all for like non-traditional casting, but I'm not sure if he could really sell a Tony. And like he did say, Artie, Artie did say, I want to be Porgy one day. And I just like in my notes, I wrote that thing that like that that like emoticon mm-hmm. of just like a frustrated like face, just like, yep, of like yeah. dash underscore underscore dash. Just, yep, like, that mm. is the face we're all making. I don't know if you had a pamphlet watch. There were a lot of pamphlets. I couldn't get the names I of all of them. I couldn't get any of them, yeah. And one of them is, like, right on the silent killer, which you've seen before. Right. Um, pooping, wiping, uh, easy as one, two, three. Beautiful. One is just, why is there blood? Um, eh. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> um, nothing as spectacular as we've seen before. Right. Um, am I too depressed to, open, to even open this pamphlet? We've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, doesn't help any of this that, like, Kurt turns a corner and the school is plastered in the ultra gay yes. unicorn Kurt for president posters. Right. He's he finds out he's too gay to play Tony, then the school is covered in posters of him as very gay, and so he starts tearing them down and like tells Brittany that he stop, this is terrible. And then right. immediately grabs Rachel and is like, I need to audition again, which I don't think is how it works. No. But okay. No. We do have a nice moment of Santana saying, like, no, you're the unicorn. Like, if right. Kurt doesn't appreciate, appreciate you guys, yeah, like, and if he can't appreciate you, then, like, you don't need him. Surprise! Um, we haven't seen a lot of Santana, obviously, because she got kicked out of the Glee Club. Right. Um, and she's here, and she's being, like, the nicest she's ever has been. Yeah. Like, just a... Ever. Right, ever. And it's because she's with Brittany, who we've this, you know, they had a whole right. plot last season. This is character growth for Santana. But it's nice. Mm-hmm. She's being like, no, Brittany, you're a genius. You should be celebrating yourself. Especially right. if Kurt doesn't doesn't get it. Exactly. Um, we, but then we, now we have to watch now we have to a scene this. from Romeo and, jo- Romeo and Juliet. The post-coital scene. Yeah, the word boudoir is mentioned, and I don't love that. This is, I think, in a long time, the most secondhand embarrassment I've ever felt watching a scene on Glee. This what was the first was... time? No, I think this is the first time I remember. Be- like, I'm sure there's been others, but in a long time, this is the this is real big secondhand embarrassment. Right. You said you said secondhand embarrassment, and for some reason, I heard both that and the second time. The time. Or like the second no. most, or the second most embarrassed. Got you. Um, I don't know what the first would be. It could be this because this was it could rough. Be this. this was the, rough, especially because the, the whole conceit is the outfits. It's just. 
him and Rachel in Shakespearean outfits. Kurt with a bang for some reason. He styled his hair to give himself bangs. Right. Um, And just like everyone giggling and stifling laughter at him being a masculine post-coital dude. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it is very embarrassing to watch Kurt and Rachel do this scene. Like, it's cringe to watch. But it's also really, like, unprofessional that the adults in this room as teachers would... It's It's not great to laugh out loud at someone while they're auditioning. 100%. And also, like, if you're gonna cast a musical, you're gonna have callbacks. Yeah. So if you don't know if Kurt is your Tony or not, see him read for Tony. Yeah. Try to direct him a bit. Yeah, it's just, it's rude and unprofessional in the, like, on a regular way to laugh out loud at someone auditioning. Especially when you are a teacher and they are a student. There's a lot of misconceptions about what a teacher-student relationship should be like in this episode, and I hated them all. Hate them all. Um, cut to uh, Shelby's choir, which is just like, you. we, we open that scene on vocal-slash-swallowing-slash-choir exercises. Yes. Um, you get a little bit of Adina singing live, which is great. Um, Love that. You have terrible... Uh, Yep. What's her name? Sugar. Sugar Mata? still can't sing. Yep. Still can't sing. Um, still d- d- unpleasantly still, rude. Yeah. And blaming unpleasantly it on rude. her self-diagnosed uh, Asperger's. Yep. Still hate that. <sighs> still still hate bad. It. Still bad. <laughs> still bad. Um, enter Quinn. It's just so that we can have this moment of like, not only was I just like Rachel, but I was just like you apparently. Okay. But instead of instead, I had the a Regis Philbin tattoo and the Sinead O'Connor haircut. Um, <laughs> but it, this was ne- this never been about that baby before. Why I know. is it now about the baby? It's all um, about the baby. And um, what I do, I mean, the, the kernel of truth in here is like, Quinn, were you ever really that girl? Because is that right. girl going to be the one to get like knocked up? Which is also then, like, like not great to say to a student. Right, like, yeah. Look at your life, look at your choices. I'm like, right. this is not the forum for that. <laughs> again, everyone is just shitting on Quinn. Yes. Um I was like again, I was like, could literally anyone please get Quinn some help? Right. Um the closest thing we have is Rachel in the first episode being like, Let us know if you want to come back. Yeah, right. Um And yeah, the first uh like I don't know if this is earned either. Because mm-hmm. you're making me rethink a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but, like, the first step to becoming an adult, Adina Menzel says, is stop punishing yourself for things you did as a child. I guess. I guess that's, like, the best bit of advice that has been given to Quinn so far. Because right. Will just yelled at her and called her selfish. And this is maybe an adult, like, seeing through and being, like, you're spiraling. Um, right. But not doing anything productive about it. Right. It's just... So off. So off. But we do get to peep an iPhone 4S so that yes. Quinn can take a look at the baby through a picture. With Puck. Like, that is Puck, like, fully cuddling, cuddling her, which means how much has Puck been seeing this baby since he showed up at, <sighs> randomly at this adult's apartment? And a yikes fell over the crowd. A big old yikes. <laughs> My next note is, Finn working on cars. Guy shit. Honestly, like, I can see through like the knowledge of how plots work like finn being good at fixing cars and like working at Burke's shop is supposed to definitely gonna be like the 
don't you want to live your dreams? And like right. Rachel even starts to bring it up here. I'm sure it's supposed to be a dig. Like Finn, you're so much better than like doing this working class work. But I'm like, right. dude, if he's got like, he can learn a trade. He'll mm-hmm. have a job. <laughs> like, I'm sure this is supposed to be a dig and like follow your arch dreams. But I'm like, man, the job security Finn would have if he pursued like learning man, all in on mechanic. I great. love that idea for him. Like, I know. Finn finally has his dad. He has this like family business that he like he seems to he be can... very adept at fixing cars. Yeah, he can take it over. Like, I know. I, I would love to see that. Where he can be like, you know, I can still do those things I like. Like, I can join a community choir. Yeah. I can get into theater on the side. Right. Uh, this I'll be... is something that I have a stable life in, and I like it. So and I'm plucking this from like my my physical hometown's production, but like. He can be George in, in their community theater production of Sunday in the Park with George. Wait. He's never heard of that show before, but he'd do it. He would do it, and he would do probably fine. But it interferes with Rachel's grand dreams, and she wants her grand dreams to be everyone's dreams. Man. So, I'm Team Finn here. Uh, yeah, that's definitely and, a foreshadowing for our season, but I was like, good yeah. for Finn. You become a mechanic. Yeah. Kurt's not going to inherit economy? the auto shop. In this come economy? Come on. In 2011? Get come it. on. Learn the trade. Learn the trust, trade. Trust us from the future, Finn. Learn the trade. <laughs> Finn, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, um, and on the opposite side of the shop is Kurt lamenting Kurt that brooding. Yeah. He's, he, there's only four roles that he could play as the leading and one man. One of them is Miss theater. Saigon if he was Miss Saigon, which is just factually not true. That all around. Um, that all around. So, so I was like, I watched this in the living room and I was sort of like, something caught Zach's ear enough that he was like, wait, what? And I was trying to explain to him, like, Kurt's upset because um, he, he's never going to be able to play the lead in any musical because he's too gay to play a straight man. And Zach's immediate response was, well, maybe he's just not that good of an actor. And I'm like, you know? We never touch on that, that maybe it's not, Kurt, you're so inherently gay, you'll never be able to do anything else besides that on stage. And not like, maybe you just need to learn how to act better. And your life could be different. It's one thing that we've seen Rachel Berry about to be um, Sally Bowles. Right. It's another thing that we have never seen Kurt in any sort of acting thing ever. As anything but Kurt as anything but Kurt. Like, yeah. there was never any mention of, like, him having theatrical ambitions. No. Like, yes, he wants to be a star as well, but it's like... You can be a star. Like, yeah. Kurt has just... They've never pursued, like, him wanting to be an actor. Or right. do anything. And yeah, maybe he does just need to get better at acting. Because there's yeah. the whole thing is, like, Kurt's so unabashedly himself. He's, you know, he's so true to himself. He's so true to himself that he can only play gay people in musicals and then you're like okay but there is part of the job that is that is acting yeah and maybe that is the part you need to practice yeah. uh, we don't ever touch on that ever again <laughs> but maybe that is <laughs> like he, he's zach said that and i'm like oh yeah he's That's just a- failing at a fundamental part of the job <laughs> point zach yeah <laughs> cut to booty camp with another weird slow-mo dance intro Yep. Um, Finn is 
we have your starting classic, off okay. We have your classic moment of like that would typically be like the end of a movie where you're just like, I can't get it, I can't do it, I can't do the combination. No, Finn, try one more time, and then he gets the combination, and everyone claps and hugs, and that's and typically like the culmination of like some big moment. But we've not earned that either. But good for no. Finn for being able to do the steps. Oh man, and like it is, it is preceded by a creepy will smile of encouragement dad speech going you can do this yeah who knows more about dancing me or you I'm yeah like, well which will, I mean, but fine, not by a big fine. metric yeah so where did will get all his training to like come Mike. on and so then quinn is back um yep. like the real the quinn that we know and love is back and her son dresses in blonde hair and all all is well it seems um, like all is well but turns out she's She's everyone's excited to have her back, but she's just pretending so she can take back her baby. Mm. <sighs> I know this was the worst part for me. What? What are you gonna do with full custody? You're in high school, and she wants it with Puck. It sounds like because she says we're yeah. gonna get full custody. I'm like, you guys are about to graduate. You probably had plans like what Quinn happened has, Quinn's family has money you'd think there'd probably be like school in her future I don't know this is just it's it's Glee trying to somehow tackle the idea that women cannot be separated from their motherhood and uh don't like I don't that. like it oh, don't God. like that so don't like <sighs> the setup for this plot at all nope Qu- get Quinn final... help 2020 yeah <laughs> Uh, Sue has yeah. fully taken over the polls. She is yes back. This is, I think, where we have to start having the conversation of Beast eating a full chicken every day. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But she that's comes how we in, opened the scene. Yes, yeah. and it's like she's top of the polls. She's done it. Her everything is worked out fine. Because oh, because Quinn back in Glee Club paints her as an addict who's addicted to the arts. So that's it. That's whatever. What it is. Um, and and we cannot let her win. We need an anti-Sue propaganda machine and then everyone just stares at will as though like there's an answer in will of what the anti-sue is and i'm like what i legitimately thought this was going to be the start of him running for congress he can't run for congress he has to get these kids ready for nationals (laughs) right Uh, but Um, okay plot cliffhanger for next week i guess eventually we'll find out who the anti-sue is and maybe will knows has some secret code right um cut to the hallway we have these sort of in-between compromised unicorn yes. posters After all as well talk except with her, his dad which we didn't talk yeah. about but Bert was basically like be yourself and it's like of course right and right so now he's back on the unicorn train he's ready to be managed by Brittany and she's but like surprise I'm Brittany's running for president running. too yes because every other president has been a dude valid fair um cut to our final beat of the episode, Blaine auditions with an excellent song to audition for Tony because he's auditioning with Tony's song, Something's yes. Coming. Yeah. Um, he's good. You good over there? Yeah, I, I thought I heard something knocking in my house. So, yeah, nice. we get Blaine's audition. There's there's the dog. Uh, so, yes, Blaine um, auditions with Something Coming. I think he does a good job. He does great. Here's the thing. I think Darren Chris would be an excellent Tony. Yeah. He's got, like... like He's got the great kind of surprised. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he has not played it. Like I, I even know. stopped to Google it and. You know. Yeah. Well. No. 
Yeah, he's good. Darren Chris is good. Like, this is why I was willing to last episode, like, hand wave over the weirdness of um, Blaine coming to McKinley. Just because, like, he's a wonderful presence to this show. Yeah. And he, uh, he does, like, a good job because he's also really good at both musical theater and, like, pop songs. Yes. He's really good at both. Um, so, yeah, he blows him away with his audition. Yeah, and Kurt proudly but also sadly from watches above from the watches them. Yeah. Both numbers have ended with um like his last time Quinn was watching sadly from the rafters and now we have yeah. Kurt looking admittedly very proud which I did like as a touch that it wasn't just Kurt being right. like oh he's going to get Tony and I'm bitter about it. It was like look how good he is. I'm very proud of this man. Exactly. Um, and Blaine but he in does a show get of loyalty. Yeah, cuz Blaine in a show of loyalty had only written down Bernardo as who he was auditioning for. And they were like, and the big, like, line we end on is like, would you be willing to read for Tony? Dun, dun, Mm -hmm. dun. And that's that's how it ends. That's the episode. Yeah. Only three songs in this episode. Wow. Yeah. A weird Um, episode. I didn't like it as much as last, but let's talk about our brief amount of songs. Literally, all it is is the Idina Leah Michelle cover of Somewhere. Kurt's I Am the Greatest Star, and then Blaine doing Something's Coming. You get to have one of those on your iPod forever. I think it's got to be Something's Coming. Correct. Almost by default. It really is kind of by default. There's not a lot of great there. None of them are something I'd really listen to regularly, because it's not yeah. not exactly bops in this episode. Right. Maybe that's why it's not as good, too, because even though sometimes the songs are just like, why are you here and they're happening? They do break up an episode and at least give you a bop. Yes. And here? Not this time. No bops. Also, I used to sing Something's Coming all the time for things. And that makes sense. Not that I'm tired of it because I love the song, but it's just like... You, you've been I don't there. need to listen... To, I've been there. I don't need to listen to more dudes go there. Yeah. Oh, well, I will say, that was a, a time. That was a time and a half for this... The time was had, yeah. It's been a... a, a Maybe what we're going to call a bumpy start to our season three coverage. Yeah, you know. But stumbling out of the gate again. They do. They do stumble. Um, I guess the show is at <laughs> gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Be sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe. Uh, tip the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what should they write in about this week? If you're going to email us this week, you can email us. Ooh. Um... Uh, send us some more inappropriate high school productions. Ooh, yes. We really want to hear about those. I would love to. Either fictional ones or ones that maybe you've actually witnessed or done. Because yes. we, lo- we love the tea of high school musicals. Yes, please. If we, we weren't a Glee podcast, we would be a podcast that talked exclusively about music- high school productions of musicals. Shitty high school musicals, yeah. Not high school musical. But maybe high school musical <laughs> as maybe a if, high school musical if, production. If, Ian, where can people um, find you on the internet? You can find me at Ibrowski on Twitter and Instagram, iBroads on TikTok, um, and ianjbrodsky.com. What about you, Karina? You can find me under the same handle, which is Epic Adventure of. I am on both Twitter and TikTok. You can follow right. me there. It's not very exciting. Promotional. <laughs> Promotional. Um, wonderful. Well, that was Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> you can join us uh, <laughs> next week for season three episode three entitled asian f oh no that could only mean good things are coming right 
which means Ian, who is currently face palming for those listening because this is an audio <laughs> medium, that did that did make a face palm. Uh, Ian, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Um, kind of. Just, just because I need to see where all this unhinged behavior is coming from and going to. You need to know who gets cast in West Side Story. That too. We can't be left hanging on that information. Fair enough. <laughs>